Hi, my name is Caitlin Robinson, and I'm the assistant news editor at The Daily Aztec. Hey everyone, I'm Alexa Oslowski and I'm the photo editor at The Daily Aztec. Welcome to the second episode of Production Night. First story you want to get into is about our student government. Students is running their elections this semester and it's the first time they have to do it completely virtual. So our reporter Patrick Doyle went in and talked to them and saw, you know, what kind of things they had to change and how they took what happened last year when we went online in the middle of elections and now they have the opportunity to plan ahead. So it seems that they have added some bylaws just to keep everything fair and accessible. There's definitely a lot of updates about social media rules and who can promote, how they can promote, and who has certain accounts going. The main goal they want to do this year is just to increase voting. It's been decreasing since its peak at about 20% of the student body in 2016 and 2017. Last year, it was just under 10%. So their big goal this year is to get that number up again. Right. Um, I think this year is going to be particularly challenging for them since they have to advertise completely online. I remember them being out in the student union last year, advertising, voting a lot. And even then, voting was very minimal from the student body. I know it seems so strange to not walk past Hepner Hall and see all of the banners and the promotion that they usually put up in that field. So I'm not... I guess we'll be seeing it on social media now instead, if that's what they decide to do. Definitely, exactly. The next article that we're going to discuss is an article written by Caitlin Nguyen uh, about the credit, no credit uh, option being extended. So previously, if students wanted to change their classes to a credit, no credit class, they had a limited amount of time to make that decision, usually towards the beginning of the semester. And now they have until the last day of their semester to switch the classes. Um, I believe they've also expanded which classes can be changed to credit, no credit, which I think is great because making that decision at the beginning of the semester can be tough because you don't know how midterms are going to go. You don't know how finals are going to go. And now they're just making that more accessible for students. Now the classes are completely online. I know it was actually a big relief for me when they voted on it last fall because I ended up taking a minor class for credit, no credit, just so that I could reduce some of the stress I have from, you know, my GPA and my letter grades and everything. And luckily it was a class for my minor that could just be taken for units and for credit. But I know if it wasn't for that extension of credit, no credit, I wouldn't have been able to do that. So it's nice that they've just extended it now. So students at least have some aspect of relief in knowing that they can change their mind at any point in the semester versus... Yeah, like the first three weeks. I completely agree. I know a lot of my friends have classes that are based on just two tests or one big paper at the end of the semester. So there's just no way to know if you're going to need that fallback. So yeah, I also think that's a good change that they've made. Something else that's come out is about transfer students and their incoming admission into the CSU or the UC system. Our reporter, Sarah Rott, talked about this. It's uh, coming from Gavin Newsom in his office. So currently there's the transfer program called TAG, which a community college student can work with their advisors and pick a campus and it gives them some early access to academic records reviews. You can get your notice early, but currently you can only pick that for one campus per application cycle. And it has to be like in advance, at least a year before you would actually go. And the plans are usually pretty specific to 
your major, the community college that you're currently attending, and the four-year university you select that you want to go to. So currently, Newsom is working on expanding that to include more campuses, especially in the CSU and more majors in general. Uh, unfortunately, nothing has been confirmed on that yet, if it's been approved or what the CSU system will decide to do with that. So make sure you stay updated with us because as soon as we have something, so will you. Exactly. I think the program is good because uh, with the TAG program, students were pretty limited to which universities, four-year universities they could apply to based on where they went to community college. And community college is seen typically, I think, as a way to save money. So I think, like what we were saying earlier, that it's a great opportunity for students to be able to move to any of the CSUs they might want to. Exactly. And I know throughout my time, like as a four-year university student, I thrived on taking general education classes from community colleges over the summer. I had fantastic professors. I took classes at a couple different community colleges just based on where I was living. So it's nice that Newsom is currently trying to make it a little bit easier and more expansive because I do think that community college students should have better opportunities to choose from multiple campuses instead of being limited by this program. So if you want the advantages of committing to a school or getting that early admission decision and having that personalized review with a TAG advisor, that hopefully it'll be approved and incoming transfer students in the next few years can start to benefit from that. The final article we are going to talk about has to do with student loans and student loan debt. It was also written by our social media editor, Caitlin Nguyen. As most of us know, uh, interest rates were paused on student loans uh, when the pandemic hit. And right now they're, they're going to be paused until September under the Biden administration. Biden also in endorsed canceling about $10,000 in student loan debt per borrower, but nothing has been done officially. And just for some context, uh, about 20% of SDSU's overall student body borrowed student loans in 2021. So it affects a decent amount of our population. And just an interesting, something I found interesting, I wouldn't expect from universities, but the amount of students taking out loans has actually been on a downward trend at SDSU. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... I think it's great if the school is giving out more scholarships and more financial aid, or maybe more people are able to receive the Cal grant, which is so competitive. It's a good thing that students are taking out less loans. And I really hope that the $10,000 forgiveness comes through because I know that I would be so relieved. That's almost a third of my student debt. And it would probably take me years to even touch paying that off. So Interest rates being paused is relieving and so nice. Um, I hope that the, at least the Biden administration looks at tackling some more forgiveness or at least gets the $10,000 put through. I completely agree. I know congressional Democrats are pushing for them to go more towards $50,000 in being canceled, but I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. I know that would definitely affect me. Most people I know do take out student loans because we're living on campus, we're paying for room and board on top of tuition. And I guess we're hopeful. I think this is also important because of a lot of the financial adversities people are facing during the pandemic. A lot of people have lost work, lost their jobs, lost their businesses, unfortunately. So I think this is important 
especially for college graduates. Um, I know I'm graduating in May and job hunting has been so intimidating to me trying to find a job in um, markets that are just not having them because of revenue loss. And I know that student loans for me is a personal massive stressor about finding work because if I don't have a job, I don't know how I'm going to be able to start paying off my student loans after the grace period ends. So at least if the interest is forgiven, that'd be great. But right now I'm so worried about finding a job that $10,000 forgiveness would just like, I don't want to say earth shattering, but that's basically how it feels at this point. Like any kind of relief like that, especially, you know, being left out of the stimulus checks for the last year. If I could get $10,000 in loans forgiven, I will happily, happily take that. (laughs) Definitely. I agree. So that's all we have to talk about this week. Our writers, as always, are producing more in-depth stories on our website, covering all different things related to San Diego State and our student body. So make sure if you're interested in reading more and seeing even more about what students and faculty have to say, then go check out our website. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week.